Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little. I am here today with the 113th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thank you for being here with me today. If you have not already checked out my new interactive poker coaching site, pokercoaching.com, I strongly suggest you check it out. If you've made it through 113 episodes of Weekly Poker Hand, you owe it to yourself to go there and start quizzing yourself in these scenarios. So imagine Weekly Poker Hand except for in a quiz format. That is pretty much what pokercoaching.com is. Also, we have an interactive webinar each month where I ask you a pretty in-depth homework question. You submit an answer. I review all the students' answers in a live webinar, and I give my answer. So you can ask me questions in real time, and we can all work together to get better at the game. So check that out at pokercoaching.com. This hand is from a 2,000 euro event. We are at the final table four-handed. Notice the stack sizes. We have a tight passive guy under the gun four-handed, so the cutoff seat. He has 56,000 chips. There's a maniac on the button. He has 210,000 chips. I am in the small blind with 80,000 chips. And there's a loose aggressive kid in the big blind with 170,000 chips. So I have about 27 big blinds to start the hand. Maniac opens the button as he has done pretty much every hand. And I get king six of hearts and the small blind. I think in this scenario, I only have two options. I can either fold or three bet. If I fold, it wouldn't be much of a weekly poker hand. So I'm probably going to three bet this time. He made it 60 and I made it 160. Uh, Looking back at this today, I don't really prefer the size. I think I would prefer a little bit bigger, probably 190K or so. I think that's going to give me some preflop fold equity. I think what I was really trying to do here, though, is not risk a large amount of chips preflop with a junky hand, and I was just trying to steal the pot sometimes, pre-flop, and also on the flop with a continuation bet. So we do make it 160, although I would prefer a little bit bigger. This is what I would do with my strong hand, so given that's the case, I don't really mind it so much with king six. The flop comes king of clubs, queen of clubs, two of diamonds, and at this point, I think I want a continuation bet with the vast majority of my range, and I think this hand is fine enough to put in there. I realize in this scenario that my opponent is going to have something a decent amount of the time, but I don't really think I want to be checking too many hands here, because if I check, and my opponent bets, I'm sitting here with any unpaired hand, I can't really continue too well. Um, So I think I just want a continuation bet, probably nearly 100% versus someone who I think is going to stick around a little bit too wide preflop. So the pot's 186k. How much can I get him to call if he has ace high or a marginal queen or maybe even a marginal pair. I think if I bet something like 150, he'll probably stick around a decent amount, maybe 120, something like that. I do go for 150, and my opponent does call. So that's good. So now that I have him calling the flop, we can pretty much narrow his range to those hands I just stated. Draws, marginal pairs, perhaps, you know, pocket threes or better, and then some ace highs. So... Knowing that, should I shove or check the turn? Pot's now 680,000. I have 480,000 behind. If I shove, I think he's probably only going to call the king or a queen. And that's not really ideal. I think we actually want him putting his money in with his draws and with his ace high and with his junk if he decides to run a bluff. So I think we want to check here. And I would be checking here with all of my give-ups as well. I want to make that clear. If I had absolutely nothing here, I would definitely just check because it's somewhat likely my opponent has something and I don't think he's going to fold too often. So I check and my opponent goes all in. 
I do recognize there is a tight passive player again who is relatively short, so I really don't want to go broke before he goes broke. But at the same time, I am trying to win the tournament, and we are well within striking distance if we win this pot. So for that reason, I think we just have a pretty easy call in this scenario. We are going to lose sometimes to better kings and random two pairs, but you really have to think about the combinations of hands that exist of those, and it just is not very many. Also, there's so many draws my opponent could have. He may have a hand like ace, jack, or ace, ten, and turn into a bluff here. So I think we're calling it off, getting it in pretty good most of the time. This time, he has king-jack. That's not what we wanted to see. So just like that, we are out. So you know, whenever you bust in this spot, you always want to ask yourself, did I do anything wrong? Did I assume my opponent had different tendencies than he actually had? And I thought about this one a lot because obviously we're sitting here with top pair bad kicker going broke with, when there's a tight passive guy at the table who has a shorter stack than us. Um, but even even then, looking back at this, I'm very happy with my play. I'm happily stacking off in this scenario and it's just okay. You know, sometimes they're going to go broke in these spots. Of course, I could have just folded preflop. I think that would have been a fine strategy, but given our opponent was opening the button legitimately 100% of the time, I'm okay going broke here. Sometimes it's just going to wake up with a hand. So that's a depressing way to end this episode of Weekly Poker Hand, but that's it. <laughs> I want to thank you for being here today. If you are not following me on Twitter already, follow me on Twitter at Jonathan Little. I post lots of educational articles and blogs and all sorts of stuff over there. So check it out if you are not following me already. Thank you very much for watching, and I'll be back next week.